believe that my husband is going to literally be the greatest investment that we have ever made because God has given him a vision. And just because God has given him a vision and a mission and God has sent me as a helper, it is my responsibility and it is my role to make sure that I place him in a position to always be on top. And welcome to another episode of the Iron Wifey podcast, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another day, another week, another Sunday, and another opportunity to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. You guys, first and foremost, I am so sorry about last week. I'm going to be real with you guys. I was sick last week. And speaking of the Iron Wifey podcast. And the last episode that you heard was about the resurrection of marriage and how the Lord has been leading me to really dive into um, what it is to be married and what marriage means. Um, I was actually at a wedding last weekend. Um, I attended my brother's wedding in Las Vegas. And it's just so in alignment with the fact that we're here talking about marriage and weddings. Um, But after that wedding, I got sick. So I was sick for most of this week. And I praise the Lord that we are back in great health, but I was not able to record an episode for you guys last week. But we are back. And I have decided that we're going to title this series, Marriage Matters. So this is the Marriage Matters series. We are talking about marriage. We started with what it means to be a wife and the Proverbs 31 woman. We talked about the resurrection of marriage. And today I want to talk about submission, but in a different way. In a different way. It's not what you think. I mean, it is what you think, but it's not what you think. Um, But anywho, I am so excited to have you guys back for another week. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. This episode is truly going to be a blessing for those who are either thinking about getting married or who are already married, because even being in a marriage, uh, we will be going on eight years. Um, These are still lessons that I am learning. These are still lessons that I am um, consistently growing in. And literally, we as people grow, which means that regardless of who you are when you first got married, you are going to grow and your husband is going to grow and your relationship is going to grow. And in that growth, you have to make sure that you are are evolving together as well. And so today we're going to talk about submission, right? Okay, so I'm going to be real with you guys. I used to romanticize the title husband. I have been praying for my husband since I was in second grade. I had a diary. Um, I would come home from school and I would pray that he had a really great day. I would pray that our kids are good. I would pray that, you know, we would have a beautiful wedding and that my dress would be like a princess. I would pray for my husband and I would pray that the Lord would prepare him for me, just like he was preparing me for him. And I used to romanticize the title husband. And then I got married. And most people, you know, when they first get married, you'd be like, "Ooh, that's my husband. Y'all don't understand. Like, oh, shoot. Like, he ain't a boyfriend no more. It's not a fiance. Like, that's my husband. And we really glorified the title husband. And being married for eight years and actually like diving into what it means to be a husband, I realized that biblically husbands have so much responsibility, so much responsibility. And I'm going to specify that because 
in a godly marriage, godly husbands have so much responsibility. I'm not talking to the, the, the dudes out there that y'all know y'all not supposed to be with. I'm not talking to that. Um, we know about what it means to enter into the covenant of marriage under God. We know that we are called to be godly wives, women of God who serve within the ministry of marriage, who serve within our homes when it comes to submission to our husbands. But husbands on the other end also have been called to be men of authority. They have been called to be the leaders of the home. And so before we dive into submission and what it means on the wifely side, I just want, kind of wanted to unpack the husbands and what the husbands have to go through and what they have to deal with so that you have an understanding of how you can better serve your husband, of how you can prepare yourself for your husband and what it is that men are looking for and what they need. Now, y'all know I'm not a man, I do have an amazing husband who I have learned this lesson with over the years, but I also just want to be transparent. I am not a biblical scholar. I am not a marriage counselor. I am not uh, certified in any of those things, but the Bible says these things. So I'm going to give you the word of God from the source who is certified to give you all this knowledge. Okay. Okay. So first and foremost, looking at Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. Now I do have my notes here. So if I'm looking over, that is that, <laughs> um, but Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, it says, and furthermore, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish and said she will be holy and without fault. And in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now, this is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. And so again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Now, we're going to dive further into Ephesians 21 through 33, what I just read, this passage, and first off, starting with husbands. If we pull out the scriptures with the husband's responsibilities from this, it says husband, a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. The husband is the savior of his body, the church. The husband is the savior of his wife. The husband should love his wife as Christ loved the church. He should give up his life for her to make her holy and clean. Uh, he should present himself or present her as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle and in the same way they should love their wife as their own body and so we see here that the lord instructs husbands to number one lead the family the church to salvation in christ a husband in a household is responsible for the the sheep or the flock in his household he is responsible for the salvation of his family now we all answer to our own our own lives at the end of the day 
We all answer to God individually. My husband is not going to be like, and Michaela did this, and Michaela did that, and this is why she deserves to be in heaven. No, Michaela's going to have to answer for herself. However, as a husband, as a as as he took on that role and that responsibility when he said, "I do," he is responsible to make for making sure that our household remains on the path that is the straight and the narrow. Our household remains on the path toward Christ. He is the leader of our household. He has an authority within our household, and it is his authority and responsibility to lead us in Christ. And so he is to lead his family, the church, towards salvation. We will will answer for ourselves. Our kids, at the end of the day, regardless of how much we will raise them up to the Lord, will still have to answer for themselves. But the husband's responsibility, I was about to say another word, but his responsibility is to lead. Secondly, a husband is to give up his life to make sure his wife is holy and put before God. What does it mean to give up your life? No, this is not a suicide mission. Marriage is not a suicide mission. Do not get me wrong with that. Giving up his life means literally making sure that he places his wife before God. Not, not before God that, okay, let's reword that because it's not what I meant by the wording, making sure that he places his wife in a position to where when she goes before God, she understands what authority is and what, and what God, what her place is and what God's place is giving up his life is making sure that he is not the God in her life. There we go. Said that much better. I was like, that came out so wrong, but making sure that He is not the God in his wife's life. He needs to make sure that he places his wife in a position where she can be cleansed through the word of God, where she can see what it means to be purified, to live righteously, to seek holiness before God, what it means to love God as she loves her husband. He is to give up his life to make sure his wife is holy before God. And so based on these tasks, excuse me, based on these tasks, the husband must dwell in the word. He must place himself before God, not in a selfish way, but place himself before, like to step in front of, to place himself in a place where he is holy and in submission to God. Let's just stop saying before God, because it makes it sound like you're placing yourself as a God before God. We're just, no, not like that. Like you need to make sure you submit to God. So to place yourself in position to where you submit and you surrender to God, the husband should surrender to God and give up his life, surrender his life for Christ. And in surrendering his life for Christ, he will learn to love and how to live righteously and how to be holy and how to lead his household so that they can also love and live righteously and be holy. And so in order to do that, he has to be in the word. He can't, he can't sit here and lead a family in Christ if he does not know the word of God himself. He has to be prepared. And also giving up his life could be, you know, sacrificing that that extra free time in order to make sure that he is prepared spiritually in order to lead his flock. Another task that the husband has is to love his wife as he loves his own body. Now, when we love our bodies, we take care of it. We cleanse it. We strengthen it. 
We take naps and get rest. We find peace in all the things that we do. We, you know, work out and get physical exercise. We work on our body. We work on our health. We make sure that our body is of health and a husband is supposed to cleanse his wife and his household and allow them to be loved as he loves himself. So just like we're supposed to uh, wash ourselves clean every day, he is to wash his wife's wife in the word of God every day. If you, you know, don't take a, a shower for a month, you're going to be dirty and you're going to be nasty and you're going to be filthy. And it's the same thing. If a husband is not washing his wife in the word for a whole month, if all y'all get is the word of God once a year or all y'all do is, you know, study together once a week. What is that? What's what you, you you're not spiritually healthy. And so you have to make sure as a husband to wash your wife in the word of God, because it says here in Ephesians that he did this so that he could present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or blemish. And in order to take away those blemishes, the skin needs to be clean. The body needs to be clean. And then also the husband leaves his father and his mother to become one with his wife. And so for all of those uh, relationships out there that are um, mama's boys and don't know how to uh, place his wife before his mother, then he should know that he needs to leave his father and mother and he is joined to his wife. And so it is the husband and the wife, not husband, wife and mom um, or husband, wife and dad, whatever that may be on both sides, on both sides. Um, and then also he is to love his wife as the Bible instructs him to love. And so we know First Corinthians 13, love is patient, it's kind, it's not jealous, it's not boastful, it's not proud, it's not rude, it's not easily irritated, it doesn't give up, it doesn't lose faith, it always hopes, it always perseveres, it always endures. And so we see here, the husband has a great responsibility. He has a huge responsibility over his household. And on top of that, he needs to make sure that he is right before Christ. And so being a Christian is a full-time job. We know that. We know that it's not something we can just dib and dabble in, you know? We can't be like, you know, waves or what's that scripture um, where you're un, unwavering, wavering like a wave that's tossed at sea. Like we can't be like, oh, I'm a Christian today and then tomorrow I'm not. No, he has to make sure that he himself is following the instructions and that he is being obedient to the word and that he is making sure that he is submitting to Christ above all things. And then on top of that, now he has entered into this covenant where there are other responsibilities that he has to take care of as well as a husband, as a leader of a household. And so we know husbands have a great responsibility. Now I have been blessed to have a husband who embraces his biblical responsibilities and loves me the way that Christ instructs him to love according to Ephesians. But I am also extremely blessed to understand what I need to do in order to love him, in order to submit, in order to prepare myself and in ministry to Christ, but also in this ministry of marriage and what that means. Okay. So we dove into a little bit of what the husband's responsibility is. Now let's get to us. Yes. Let's get to us. 
And so what does it mean to be a wife? What does it mean to submit? We see here in Ephesians 5, it says, uh, furthermore, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. And as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. What does it mean to submit? What do we have to do? What does it actually mean to submit? And so really, I want to dive into, first off, submission. And actually, I don't know why I didn't bring up this definition sooner, because I probably should have had it ready for y'all, but we didn't. So we here. Okay, so if you actually look up the word submission, the definition is the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. The action or fact of accepting, accepting that your husband is the leader in the household, ladies, yielding to a superior force, meaning making sure that you are not taking control of all things. Uh, superior force is in the father allowing God to be the, the source and the leading force in your life. And then also allowing your husband to lead ladies, not you being the leader and doing it for yourself or doing it by yourself. The independent woman needs to sit down. Um, and then it says, or to the will or authority of another person. So allowing your husband to step into that position of authority that he has been called to step into that he has been called to do that is his responsibility to be in the position of authority in order to lead the household and so when we look at submission um, I was studying uh, more in Ephesians and I was also studying in uh, some of the roles of the wife and I want to know if you are ready to submit are you ready to yield are you ready to accept are you ready to allow your husband to be that authority figure over your life? Are you ready to do this as you do it for Christ? Because we can all sit back and say, yes, God is the head of my life and still want to control all the factors. But and when we submit, we are saying, God is the head of my life. I trust you. I know that you will never lead me astray. I am going to place my loyalty and my respect with you, and I'm going to allow you to lead my life. And so in allowing God to lead our lives and surrendering, we are also surrendering into submission for our husbands as well. We need to submit and let them lead as leaders of the household. And so here we go. I came up with an acronym for submit. So are you ready to submit? S, support. U, understand. B, build. M, manage, I, intercede, and T, trust. Are you ready to support, understand, build, manage, intercede, and trust in your role as a wife? Are you ready to submit 
to your husbands. Now we are going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to dive in to this submission format and how we can further submit to our husbands in Christ, how we can successfully submit to um, our husbands as we submit to Christ and how we can position ourselves um, as wives, as women in the household, as uh, mothers, as roles as just women, how we can position ourselves to really submit to Christ so that we are in a position to win and our husbands are also in a position to win. So we will be right back after this commercial break. Hi loves, it's Michaela here. Just coming to you with a short commercial break because uh, speaking of supporting your spouses and uh, just maintaining that support and encouraging and uplift them. I want to support my spouse and a new venture of his. My husband, Duran Robertson, is a gamer. Yes, video games. He's a gamer. He actually has a YouTube channel called Iron Angel and Iron Angel Gaming, and he just launched a new merch line. And so basically, I'm a Gamer by Iron Angel is designed to celebrate what it means to be a gamer. It's designed to celebrate those who have been given the gift of gaming, the gift of entertainment, and to celebrate those who may not think that gaming is cool when really it is. For a lot of people, it's an escape. And so if you are a gamer or you know anyone in your life that plays video games, we have t-shirts, we have tank tops, we have hoodies, and all for even toddlers, kids, and adults. And so please visit ironangelgaming.com to purchase your merch today and to support my spouse as we just hop on this new venture of apparel and what it means to be a gamer. So I can't wait to see everyone in their I'm a gamer gear because I'm a gamer and gaming is cool and you should think that too. <laughs> All right, loves, let's get back to today's episode. All right, guys. So before the commercial break, we talked about what it means to submit. We dove into the husband's responsibility and how these men have so much pressure already on them as a culture from being a man. Like, honestly, if you look at what men are expected to do in this society, in this culture, they already have a lot of pressure. But then on top of that, when they get married, they have a lot of added responsibilities. And so we looked and dove into some of those biblical responsibilities that they have as the head of the household. And we also kind of unpacked what it means to submit, what it means to um, yield to a superior force, what it means to accept it, accept authority and guidance from uh, someone in an authority position um, and what it means to support, understand, build, manage, intercede, and trust. And so today we're not today, but now we are going to unpack the submit formula that the Lord has given me because I feel like it will be a blessing to us as wives and it will make our job um, as wives a little bit easier, um, but it'll also show us what it is that we need to do in order to position our husbands to thrive, really. Uh, if you go back a couple of episodes, the Proverbs 31 woman, be a wife, the message from Juanita Bynum, um, she was saying how submission is placing yourself in, I'm sorry, placing your husband's, I feel like I should have wrote this down, but placing your husband in a position to win. Let's see, hold on guys. I actually have my notes here. Let's go back and see what she actually said. Um, submission. I link into his vision 
and place him in a position to always be on top. So how are you linking into your husband's vision and placing him in a position to always be on top, which kind of takes us into the first um, part of this formula, the S of submit for support. Now support means the definition is to bear all or part of the weight to hold up, to give assistance to, especially financially, and to enable or function or act. And so when we look at how we can support our husbands, we have to first understand that we were created as women to be a helper. Eve was brought into this world because God believed that Adam needed help. God had given Adam all of these responsibilities. God had placed him in this garden. He had given him a job to name all these animals um, and all these things in the world. And so he needed help. And God said, I'm going to send you a helper. Actually, in Genesis 2.18, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make you a helper who is just right for him. I will make a helper who is just right for him. And so the fact that we are already married means that we are just right for our husbands. We are the missing piece for our husbands in order to carry out his vision, his mission, what God has called him to do. God sent us first off to make sure that he doesn't do it alone. So he shouldn't do it alone in a marriage either, but he sent us to be a helper, to help him because we are literally the missing link. We are just right for him. So if you're like, I don't think me and my husband are meant to be together. First off, what God put together, nothing and no one shall separate, but you have to test and really see if God put that marriage together first and foremost. And if you are not married, um, you need to make sure that you are prepared to enter into this covenant of marriage and that the man who you marry is who God sent you because there is a not just a ministry in marriage, but there is an assignment and a mission in this ministry of marriage. Because it can be, that assignment could be raising kids, that assignment could be birthing something into this world that we have not seen. That assignment could be anything, honestly, but there is an assignment for each and every marriage. And so we as the wife are sent to be a helper, helper, which is good, help her. Um, we are sent to be a helper and we are sent to, to provide that support. And as we know, the definition of support was to bear all, to hold up, to give assistance to. And so how can you assist your husband? How can you lift him up? How can you build him up? What are his dreams? What are his goals? What are his ideas? What are his visions? Um, in, the, in the book of uh, Acts, the Acts of Apostles, I believe it's chapter two, it said that young men will have dreams and visions. And so what are the dreams and visions that God is giving him? And how can you help him accomplish that? How can you help him achieve those goals, achieve those dreams, achieve those visions? I'm gonna be real with you guys. Um, a couple of days ago, actually, like two days ago, um, I let go of a client of mine. And it's because I feel this tug in my spirit that it's time for me to go all in and building my husband's business, all in and really building what it is that God has given him. And I can't do that by investing all this time in all these other people. And even though that was a stream of income, I believe that my husband is going to 
literally be the greatest investment that we have ever made because God has given him a vision. And just because God has given him a vision and a mission and God has sent me as a helper, it is my responsibility and it is my role to make sure that I place him in a position to always be on top. And so starting today, today is May 1st, it's a new month. (laughs) Um, Starting today, I actually am now working like full-time on my husband's business and making sure that I support him in what he needs. And I am so excited about this because y'all, I have been hired and fired by my husband many a times over the years, (laughs) because as a wife, you know, when you work with your husband or when you work with your significant other, um, it's hard to separate like relationships and business. Um, And so last month, actually in April, my husband hired me to uh, manage his business. And uh, in doing that, he actually hired my company. He didn't hire me as a wife. He was very specific. He was like, I'm just gonna let you know, I'm not hiring Michaela. I'm hiring the iron agency to manage my business. And so it kind of removes that added pressure that comes when you're a wife and you're like, well, I don't want to fail you. Um, When it's business, you're like, okay, you're going to succeed. And this is how we're going to do it. And so I'm excited because, you know, starting this month, I know that this month is going to be, when I tell you supernatural blessings are going to come, I have so much peace. I have so much faith. I have so, I'm in, I'm waiting in expectancy for something to happen because I noticed last month after him hiring me, I noticed what he needed and what I haven't seen. You know, just because we're married doesn't mean I know everything he goes through. You know, I'm trying to, you know, build my business. I'm trying to chase my dreams. I'm out here, you know, uh, spending time on all these other people's businesses. And in doing that, I come home and then I have to be a wife. And so by separating that, I never noticed what my husband was going through with work, what he was going through with business or the goals that God has given him. And God called him to step out on faith and chase his dreams full time years ago. And so now in working with him, I now see what it is that he lacks and how I can uh, make up for what he lacks. Because crazy enough, when God sent Eve to be a helper, and he said that she was just right for him, I'm going to make you a helper that's just right for you. And when I sit back, y'all, and I look at all of the positions that I have filled in my lifetime or in my career, it literally has prepared me to help my husband. Everything that I have done is what he needs. And so why not invest in your your household and build up your household, which we'll get into, but build up your household um, by going out and supporting that one person who is literally a part of you because you guys became one flesh and you are united into one. And so the S is support. How can you support your husband? How can you support him in the vision and the mission that God has given him? You understand. The U is for understand. Now, James 1.9 says, understand this, dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Y'all, we as women like to have the last word, especially black women. I can't speak for all races, but I know black women, we like to have the last word. Um, And the Bible says to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Ephesians 3, 18 also says, you may have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how high, how deep love is. And so by understanding love and understanding how to love our husbands, we will then understand how to further serve and support and submit to our husbands because love is patient and kind. Are you being patient with your husband? 
Are you being kind to your husband? Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Are you being rude to your husband? Are you jealous of your husband because of something he's doing and you're not? You know, do you have envy within you? Love does not demand its own way. It is not easily irritable. Do you get easily irritated by your husband? Does his just his presence in the room irritate you? Like that's not love. And so we have to understand first how to love, but then we also have to understand that love is an action and it requires us to act. It requires us to be patient. It requires us to be kind. It requires us to not be irritable or not keep records of wrong. If he wrongs you in the past and you still holding on to it and it's been seven years of marriage, then that's just unforgiveness in your heart. You're harvesting unforgiveness and that is eventually going to turn into resentment within your marriage. And so you need to make sure that you understand who your husband is as a man. Understand what he has been through in his past. Understand why he gives and receives love in the ways that he does. Because before you, he had a whole life, sis. He had a whole life. He had a childhood. He had a teenage years. He had an adulthood. He had a whole life. And even if you grew up with him from childhood, there are still things that you don't know. There are still things that may have taken place in his household that you were not prepared for and that he did not properly heal from. And so by showing love and knowing how to love your husband, then you will be able to understand what it is he needs. And by understanding that you need to be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry, you will give him that space in order to communicate, in order to share, in order to trust you and open up to you so that you can then help him and create that space that he needs in order to thrive. So you understand. Uh, Next up is B, build. We said in the last episode, uh, Proverbs 14, a wise woman builds her house, but a fool tears it down with her own hands. Baby, let me tell you, I was foolishly tearing down my house with my own hands through my tongue because I always had to have the last word. I had a lot of pride. I was also very, I'm also very stubborn, not anymore though, but I was very stubborn. And so if he would say something to me, I automatically had a defense up to where I wanted to just react and not in a good way. And so a wise woman builds her house, but a fool tears it down with her own hands. Are you being foolish to your husband? And I don't mean like pettiness. I mean, that is foolishness. But I mean, like, are you not allowing him to communicate what he sees in you? Are you moving wisely in how you manage the affairs of your household and how you love your husband and how you submit to your husband? Is wisdom leaving your mouth? is wisdom leaving your mouth. And so don't be the fool that tears down her home with her own hands. Don't be the fool that tears down her husband with her tongue. You should never speak against your husband. If your husband is lacking in certain areas, you build him up in those areas and then you go before God and you ask God to change those areas. But to be out here like, oh, my man can't do this and he can't do that. Or even to speak to him in that way, like, well, you ain't this and you ain't that. Uh Uh-uh, we're going to cut that out right now. We are not about to foolishly tear down the man that God has given us to help and to, to really step into our position as a wife and build him up. So we will build our homes. We will build up 
our husbands. B is build. We will build up our husbands and we will build a safe place for our husbands to lead. Okay. So Titus two says older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children to live wisely and be pure to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. That's Titus 2, 4 through 5, y'all. So when we do not build up our homes, our husbands, our households, we are bringing shame on the word of God. So let's not be foolish and bring shame on the word of God either, because we are supposed to submit to our husbands as we submit to the Lord. Now, M, M is for manage. We are, as women, the managers of our household, of our marriage. Now, when we looked at Ephesians uh, 3, it talked about how, let's go back. Um, Oh, actually, when we talked about support, right? The definition of support was to hold up, to give assistance to, especially financially, to enable, to bear all, to part or to bear all or part of the weight. And so the men should not be the only breadwinners in the family. And I'm not saying this to say that if you are a stay-at-home mom, you are not a breadwinner, but baby, you can be at home and you can bring in money too. We have the skill set. We have the ability to literally go out and help our husbands. Like we are called to be a helper. And that doesn't just mean, you know, he does this and I do this. No, we are called to help in all aspects, in all aspects of life. And that's financially too, but we are called to manage. We're called to, and if you look at the definition of manage, manage is to be in charge of, to handle or direct with a degree of skill, to take care of, to succeed in doing, achieving or producing. Now, how do we manage our households? How do we manage these things? Let's look at our sis, Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, all right? Because she is the definition of what it means to manage uh, wisely, to manage the household. And basically, when you sum up all of Proverbs 31, she was just responsible. That's what it is. She was a manager who was responsible. And so Proverbs 31, 13 through 27 is, she finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She's like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. Let's make sure that we manage the the food that comes into our household, what our husbands eat, what our children eat. Um, She finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She literally is using her resources to create something. How are you using your resources within your home, within your mind, within your skill sets to create something? Uh, It says she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She gets up before dawn. So we not sleeping in, or I'm not saying it's bad to sleep in, but we not sleeping in every day, sis. We're going to get up. We're going to cook our husband breakfast. And if you can't cook, we're going to Uber and DoorDash our husband's breakfast because y'all know I, I got my dash pass. So we're going to definitely dash breakfast in if Michaela doesn't feel like cooking. Um, but we're going to prepare breakfast for our household and we're going to plan out the day. Okay, for ourselves. She goes to inspect the field and buys it with her earnings. She plants a vineyard. So even if you are not a realtor, because I know people will take this literally like, oh, well, she was a realtor. She did this. And this is superwoman. And this isn't realistic. No, she was responsible. She went out and inspected something that could potentially bring income into her household. And she invested in that something, whether that's something be herself and 
courses or a new skill set that she gained. She invested in order to plant something in her household that would bring in more income. Okay. She was a manager. She's energetic and strong and a hard worker. As a manager, we need to be energetic. We need to be strong uh, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Okay. We can't be out here getting our feelings hurt and crying and giving up like that. Um, we have to be strong in all aspects and we need to work hard. Bible says it right here. Uh, she makes sure that her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. That means that even if she is caring for her home, she is still making sure that everything that she does is profitable. And I'm not saying money alone. Uh, this could be financially, but whatever she does needs to profit her household. And so if that is making sure that her kids are trained up in the word, she is profiting her household. If that is making sure that her husband has what he needs in order to bring in profit, in order to be the best version of himself that God called him to be, she is making, she is making sure her dealings are profitable. And her lamp burns late into the night, which means she's working at it day and night. Her hands are busy spinning threads, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor, opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She takes care of her business. She takes care of her business. She manages the affairs of her household. She manages the affairs of her husband. She manages the affairs of her children. And she manages the affairs of her skill set and herself so that she can position herself to better serve and to manage what these things or all these things that God has given her. How are you managing your household so that your husband can manage his responsibilities? Okay, I. I is intercede. Now, I know and I truly believe in the power of prayer. Philippians 4, 7 or 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything, but instead with prayer and thanksgiving, make your request known to the Lord. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. I know that there is power in prayer. I know that we are supposed to pray at all times, all times. This is just not even just as a woman, as a, as a child of God, we are supposed to be in a spirit of prayer at all times times. And actually prayer is one of the, the pieces in the armor of God. It's not specifically listed, but it says there after it lists every single piece of the armor, it says, and then pray in the spirit at all times. We are called to be prayer warriors. We are called to be intercessors. And so we need to intercede. I is intercede. We need to intercede for our husbands day in and day out. We always need to be praying for our husbands because the, the enemy's tactic is to separate husband and wife. If he cannot, and I think I talked about this in the resurrection of marriage episode, but if the enemy can separate husband and wife and allow someone to get in between that, then we are not, um, we are not able to then produce or be fruitful uh, physically, you know, we're not able to produce children in this world who we can also raise up in Christ. And so the beauty of marriage is that the marriage unit, um, we are called to bring kids into this world, you know, be fruitful and multiply. It, it ain't just about, you know, money, but it's, it, it's sex. Like marriage is a, a covenant that we can have sex between husband and wife and bring babies into this world and raise them up in the Lord so that we can always position our lineage in the next generation to be servants of Christ. And so the enemy's job is to come in between husband and wife. And if he can get to the husband, then he has gotten to the household because the husband is the head of his household. 
he is the head of his wife. We saw that in Ephesians 5, the very beginning, you know, uh, it said that wives must submit to the husbands as to the Lord for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. It is the husband's responsibility to lead his wife. And so if the enemy can get to your husband, then he has gotten to your household. And so we need to always be in intercession and prayer for our husbands, okay? Matthew 6, 6 says, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. This doesn't have to be a public announcement of prayer. This can be you every night on your hands and knees on the bathroom floor, asking the Lord to continue to protect your husband, asking the Lord to build up your husband, asking the Lord to, to bring whatever it is that your husband needs in order to properly lead this family, okay? We need to always be in prayer and intercession. That is I. Um, and then T, right? So we've gone through S, support, U, understand, B, build, uh, M, manage, I, intercede, and T, trust. T is trust. Proverbs 31, 10 through 12 says, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is far more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings some good, not harm all the days of her life. Her husband can trust her. If you do not have trust, you do not have much. Honestly, if you do not have trust, you honestly probably don't have a marriage because if you can't trust who you are with, then you will not be able to allow him to lead. You will not be able to understand what he needs. You will not be able to uh, build a home together. You will not be able to understand what you need to intercede for because he will not communicate what it is that he needs. We, he needs to be able to trust us. At the end of the day, men want loyalty and they want trust. They want loyalty and they want trust. And if we can show them, and if we can submit to them by showing them the trust, showing them that we can be trusted, trusted with, um, you know, their, their innermost thoughts, trusted with what it is they need help with, trusted in um, just being loyal and faithful to them, we need to build trust. Every relationship needs to have trust, but you for definitely sure need to build trust. That was not right English, y'all, but y'all know what I mean. Um, and so T is for trust. So show your husband that you support him through your faithfulness. Listen to what he needs. Be slow to speak and listen to what he needs so that you can understand how he operates. Build him up in the spirit. Build a safe place. Build your home so that he can literally thrive and grow and lead in this place of safety. Manage the affairs of your household wisely. Intercede and pray for your husband daily. And then exercise trust by submitting to your husband by being loyal to your husband and by allowing him to step into the God-given authority that God has uh, assigned him. And so I ask you today, are you ready to submit? Are you ready to support? Are you ready to understand? Are you ready to build? Are you ready to manage? Are you ready to intercede? And are you ready to trust? Because if not, you may not be ready for marriage and that's okay. And if you're already if you're already married, then this is something that you can start studying on and you can ask the Lord to help you in this because you were called as a wife to be a helper. You were called to build up your husband. You were called to help him. You were literally created for him. You were just right for him. And so how are you going to position him so that he's always on top and 
literally carry out your mission as a helper in this relationship, in this marriage, in this ministry. All right, y'all. So we uncovered a lot today. I know. We uncovered a lot today, but I am just so blessed by this word. I am so blessed by the fact that the Lord um, revealed to me, submit, you know, support, understand, build, manage, intercede, and trust. And these are also instructions for me. I haven't, I don't have all this figured out, y'all. I'm studying. Like I said, this whole series, the Lord led when I didn't have this planned at all. Um, but he has led me to study marriage. And so I am being obedient in that. And I am also sharing with you what it is that he teaches me along the way. And so are you ready to submit? You were called to be, if you know that you have a desire to be a wife and that is what God has called you to be, then pray right now for your husband. Even before he comes, pray that the Lord prepares you just as he prepares him. Pray that the Lord literally um, teaches you what it means to submit, what it means to be quick to listen and slow to speak, how you can, you know, properly support your husband. Because I was praying for my husband before he even came along. I was, I was praying since second grade, praying for him before he even came along. Um, but I believe that the Lord called me to be a wife at a young age. And I understood that. And so if you know that you were called to be a wife or you are a wife and you know that your husband is called to be a man of God, position yourself so that he is in position to really execute on what God is calling him to do. All right. All right, loves. That concludes this episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. I am glad to be back. I'm so sorry. I missed you last week. I wasn't feeling well, but we're back. We're here. God is blessed. We are back. Um, but yeah, that, that concludes this episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. And I will talk to you loves next week, next Sunday in another episode. Bye.